You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. In today's episode, I am super excited to chat with Tara McKeon, owner of one of my favorite brands, Proud Poppy. Now, if you've seen my wardrobe, uh, rather colorful as it is, Proud Poppy features very highly amongst my clothes. Now, Proud Poppy has not only built a fashion brand, but a community of tens of thousands of women celebrating color and clothes that make you feel great. After struggling to find clothes in her size that she actually liked, Tara set out to create her own. And what she thought would be a modest brand turned into a huge online following. They've got over 128,000 followers on Instagram, an amazing e-commerce store, and now three physical locations across Victoria and Queensland. Today, Tara shares her insights into how she grew the business, the staff she hired along the way to support her vision, and how she celebrates diversity and inclusivity at the core of her brand. Tara has been extremely generous with her knowledge and sharing great tips for inspiring e-commerce businesses and fashion brands. So please jump in with me as we welcome Tara. So Tara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. We got there in the end. (laughs) We did. We had a few false starts, but we got there in the end. And I'm so excited for today. I absolutely love your brand. I'm very biased because it's very bright and colorful, very me. So tell us a bit about Proud Poppy and how it all started. So Proud Poppy is a business that I started just over three years ago now, and it was never really meant to be what it's turned into today. I started Proud Poppy when I was just really fed up and frustrated with the fashion industry and there was no options for me to wear as a young woman that I wanted to wear that made me feel good, that were I could express my identity through fashion. I was 140 kilos at one stage and at least a size 22. So there was that challenge of being plus size in my early 30s, there was just there was nothing around that I wanted to wear. I lost some weight. I had a gastric sleeve and I found my confidence a little bit again. And I just really wanted to, number one, I guess, was a bit selfish and help myself have options to wear. But number two, I wanted to create a brand so that women never had to feel the way that I felt, which was sad, which was, you know, embarrassed by what I had to get dressed in because that was the only option. So I wanted to create an option for women to have beautiful pieces to wear no matter your size. So Proud Poppy really is a store that is so much more than a store. We now stop from size 6 to 28. We have three bricks and mortar stores and we ship globally online. And it's about having a space where everyone is welcome and everyone has the same shopping experience. I absolutely love that. And you've really nailed it. It's not just a fashion brand. It's a community. Oh, it absolutely is. (laughs) You have a Facebook group that I'm part of. And even just reading the comments, so many people tag you and say, like, thank you so much for making clothes that make me feel good, that make me feel confident again, that make me feel beautiful. And it must be just so nice reading those. 
people are constantly on there like sharing, hey, this is what I'm going to wear today. And I've never been part of a fashion brand that's had such a community of people who are absolutely loyal customers, but also like a big proud poppy family of people who are just so grateful. You have such inclusive sizes and so many different options of clothes. Like I'm plus size myself. And for years, I just wore black, right? I was told that it was the slimming color and it won't show my fat rolls as much. And well, now I have bright pink hair and I discovered the color, but I would still wear black clothes. And it took me a while to find clothes that I could actually wear where I got to wear bright, loud colors. Yeah. I'm in some Casey Rainbow design tights right now. And I rock up to Pilates and I'm in my bright tights and everyone else is in black. (laughs) But my wardrobe is slowly being taken over by all these proud poppy items, especially when I went to your physical store on the Gold Coast. But it's just so much more fun and colourful and I just love what you've created. So you you said it wasn't what you set out to create, but it must just be incredible to see what a difference you've made in so many women's lives. Well, we really are, I think, a community first and a store second. So I've always said that I wanted it to be more than a store. And it really, that honestly is what it is. We're a community first. Um, We attract the most beautiful women, people. There's just something about our customers that they're a certain breed. They're all so welcoming, friendly. I think we've all walked similar journeys, similar paths. We've all got the same hang-ups and the same insecurities to a degree. So everyone... It's just a really, really nice group of people that support Proud Poppy. And then we come together through our love of fashion, which is beautiful to see. One thing that I absolutely love about your brand, and I know that you're all about inclusivity, is just the diversity of models and influences that you use. They're all different shapes, sizes and appearances, but so, so real. Is that an important part of the brand for you? Well, absolutely. So my background is emergency nursing and I guess also having been that plus size woman there I realized like you know through caring for people that like there's so many different women out there with disabilities backgrounds Mm. that are just they everyone still wants to look and feel good it doesn't matter whether you're in a wheelchair you still want to look and feel good but these brands that are out there they just don't represent these women They're happy to take everyone's money, but they don't want to represent them or be associated with them in their advertising. And that's just really what it comes down to. There's so many brands that don't want to show fat people in their advertising. They only want to show a certain size. And there's nothing wrong with the word fat. They just don't want to associate these women with their brands when the truth comes to it. I could go on and on about that for a long time. Uh, When I saw Taylor Clement on your Instagram, I have facial paralysis. After I had my baby girl, I got Bell's palsy. And Taylor Clement, she's known as the girl who can't smile. So she's also got, it's a different condition to mine, but she's got a full smile that she can't move. Uh, But I remember just seeing her on your Instagram and just realizing that she was like a paid influencer. And I just, I discovered her through your brand going through and it was just so eye-opening for me. Like, wow, I never thought there would be anyone out there with facial paralysis out there as a model, modeling clothes and things. And it just made me love your brand even more. But I think it's just so important, not just for women, but for girls and kids coming through to see themselves in mainstream and social media, just to be able to look and go, oh, hey, they look like me. Like maybe they're missing a leg too, or they have hearing aids. Yeah, I think it's like as an industry, we it's our responsibility to normalize the diversity 
of people out there and, you know, by not including all these people who are, they're just people, you know, like by not including them in our advertising is where the industry are the people who are setting those stigmas and it's time that we remove those stigmas and just people are people, like bodies are bodies, whether you're, you know, and that's what I really wanted Proud Poppy to be. I think my background in emergency nursing and seeing that huge range of people coming through all the time um, and really getting to know the people beyond the, you know, the health condition, beyond the disability, beyond the background, like at the end of the day, we all need clothes, you know, and we all want to look and feel good. So it's time that we remove the stigma and just let bodies be bodies and people be people. I really don't like using the word real because I feel like that in itself is an issue and that's something that I'm learning like I used to use it a lot when I first started, like real women. And I was like, well, you know, what is a real woman? We're all real women. Like a size eight supermodel is still a real woman. So I don't want to, I feel like the tides are turning and almost, you know, the thin size eight, the picture perfect size eight are almost getting that stigma against them. But I just don't want to create that distinction. I just want to bring people together. Yeah, I love that. Brands need to wake up and realise that there are more people that don't feel like they're a perfect size eight than there are people who do. So if they want our money, then as you say, they need to use us in their marketing and things like that, but also make clothes that suit our bodies. So I just love, love what you've done. So obviously it has grown much bigger than what you expected. So what does a typical day look like for you now? (laughs) So I have a nine-month-old who does not sleep, so she's still breastfed. Yeah, just just to throw in a little baby. I also have a four-year-old who also doesn't sleep. So he wakes <laughs> up at about five yep. um, and my daughter wakes yep. up around about that time. So our day starts up off really early with the yep. basic mum life duties. And then I'm, I'm first thing first is I'm on my phone, I'm scanning the DMs, I'm just making sure there's been no scandals overnight or anything that's popped up, the website's up and running, everything, you know, just a quick check-in on the business, emails, anything like that, messages. We've got 28 staff now across the two states. So, you know, there's often little sick calls and all that sort of stuff that we're dealing with first thing in the morning. I'm based in... Um, our HQ at the moment is in Craigieburn, but I fluctuate between here, our Mentone store and our base in Queensland. So depending on where I am, I'll check in with the team. Um, and then the day just flies. The day just flies. Each day's a little bit different, but I'm often back to back with appointments, doing little things like this or, you know, organizing we're currently it's now the 3rd of November we're already organizing our winter for next year so getting on top of that so it just it never ends amazing and the team's obviously quite important to you now you manage three stores and online and everything else that you've got going on it's just uh-huh. throwing a couple of kids for good measure <laughs> what do they look like what sort of people have you got around you to help manage all that legends <laughs> i've got a lot of legends um so it's basically we're a, a all female team except for one my husband Amazing. everyone's work husband paul so he um has come across from his own family business and helps me with the day to day of proud poppy 
and the kids, of course. And then we are a female-run business. It's a beautiful team. A lot of us are mums. We have one couple in the business, so we're all very close-knit. I'm really, really lucky with my team. And what sort of roles do they have? You've obviously got people working in different stores. Yeah, so we've got our retail staff, our store managers. Wow. We've got our Queensland coordinator, Joe, who helps coordinate all of yes. our photo shoots in Queensland. We've got events coordinator, graphics design, operations manager, warehouse manager, inventory controller. We've just hired an e-commerce coordinator, which I'm so excited for. We've got our social media team. We've got a lot. <laughs> So for anyone wearing all the hats listening along, don't feel bad that your social media isn't quite as busy as Proud Poppies because it sounds like you've got a team of social media people behind it. So for people getting started, our listeners who are not up to your scale yet, I think it would be astonishing Mm -hmm. to know that you've done all of this in just three years. So what was the first step for for growth for you from when you first started and you got some traction and thought, wow, this might actually be a thing? Like, What was your first hire? Probably really like getting behind and starting that paid advertising. So Facebook ads have been, were probably the first step that we took there. So was it an online store? We started as an online store. Oh. I never was, <laughs> I was never going to have a physical store, but I found that a lot of the women who were purchasing from me for online just wanted to come and try things on. And I was working from a little room in Paul's family's factory. And so they were coming to this industrial factory and trying on jeans in the tea room. And, you know, like there's all these people running the machinery and just these women popping in to try things on. So there was a bit of a demand for a store. Um, There was a small space around the back of one of Paul's factories, which we ended up transferring. It was kind of like a little outlet. You know, there was nothing fancy about it, little portable racks and a cheap little counter where we ended up doing that and people would come and that was our first sort of store. And it just really went from there. I found, I I started to realise, you know, that we had a really great idea. We really had a great message and I wanted to help It's never been about selling clothes for me. It's been about that feeling of helping women and then when the women would come in and be able to find pieces to wear and even just for myself finding pieces to wear and be able to, you know, give that. It's a really nice feeling as a woman when you look good, you feel good and feeling good is so important to be able to spread that so that the natural transition to paid advertising and getting our message out there that really helped. Amazing. And I found a dress recently in your Queensland store as well as a few other things. I had a bit of fun in there. And I remember just being made to feel so welcome by the staff <laughs> and that it really was an experience to go in there and to have them go, oh, what about this? Try this one. And I never felt intimidated and I never felt pushed to buy anything, which was amazing. Yeah. But also I just felt so good in this dress, the fit, the print, the fabric. Yeah. That I got changed while we were walking around the Gold Coast. I ducked into the toilets and got changed and Harvey said, why are you changing? And I was like, I just look so pretty. (laughs) I even wear it in my home office and my hubby was like, oh, you're very dressed up today. What have you got on? And I was like, I'm going to have a good day because I just feel so good in this dress. So it's amazing what clothes can do for your confidence. So true. So how do you decide, if you haven't checked it out 
before, make sure you click through the links and check them out. But how do you decide what to put out next? Basically, the whole idea around Proud Poppy is if I would wear it, if it makes me feel good, then I stock it. Um, If it's something that, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing, it wouldn't make me feel good, you know, I don't want to try it as an option, I don't stock it. So everything that we sell is based on pieces that I love. So I don't really have much of a plan. I do things on a bit of a whim. If I have an idea, I'm like, can we make this happen? If I see something that I really love and it doesn't come in my size, I'm like, look, I'd love to have this option for something like this, but let's change this. Let's add this. You know, recently we've started adding in pieces that have the little cutout. So you've got a little bit more flesh showing, but it's in the right places where women can adapt it depending on their level of confidence. So we can my tummy is my biggest problem area that I'm the most self-conscious of, but that's the fashion, you know, showing your tummy and getting your tummy out. And I wanted to trial that where in a way that I would feel confident. So we've created a dress that has a small cutout in that area, which you can, can increase the amount of skin or totally cover it up depending on your level of confidence, depending on how yeah. bloated you are on the day, <laughs> however you're feeling on the day. I'm definitely your target market because <laughs> I showed that dress to my husband last night, I think it was, and I said, I've never thought about showing off any of my stomach before, but I showed him and I said, I think I could pull this off. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear. Like it's the skinniest part of me and obviously you've done that on purpose, but I was like, you know what? I think I would try this on. (laughs) So well done. Yeah, I think it's about just creating that confidence in women to give things a go and being able to do that is about thinking about a woman's body and for women who are not generally confident to pull off these styles how can we adapt that in a way that's going to make her feel amazing when she wears yep ah yes you've nailed it literally with that dress we we haven't rehearsed this by the way but that was the exact exactly what I was showing my husband on your Instagram (laughs) so a lot of growth in just three years are there any mistakes that you've learned from along the way plenty (laughs) (laughs) so many mistakes I don't like to call them I've said this many times I don't like to call them mistakes so I really call them lessons I like that yeah so like even just recently like you know not putting with everything that's going on in the world you know you might have great relationships with your suppliers but you never want to base your business um off somebody else's business so by that I'm meaning don't put all your eggs in one basket because you never know what's going on behind closed doors with somebody else's business so you always want to have multiple suppliers um, and multiple options I think if COVID has taught us anything it's not to put all your eggs in one basket and that's a big mistake that I have made business is business so to a degree there's no real loyalty It's hard if you're someone like me that hasn't come from a business brain and a business background and is more relationships-based, that can be a really hard transition to make. Um, But it's really about taking off. I value relationships. Like, you know, most of my major contracts are based on a handshake. My word is my word. But how I operate and how other people operate are two very different things and that's something that I'm learning. I wouldn't say it's a mistake. I would say that it's a lesson. But it's just about protecting yourself and not 
don't put all your eggs in one basket is the biggest thing that I have learned. And like thinking about it, if you've been going for three years, you came in just as COVID hit and lived through that whole thing. So I think if you can get through the last three years, then you can get through anything. Yeah, crazy. So you've just launched your third physical store on the Gold Coast. So congratulations. What drove that? So how do you make that decision to open another store? From a primarily online store, how do you make the decision that the demand is there? I think it's just more, it's like a calculated risk. So um, one thing I say is no risk, no reward, but you need to make sure that those risks are calculated and the risk doesn't outweigh the reward, if that makes sense. So there was a demand, like uh, we sell everything. We sell pants, tops, you know, we even sell puzzles and placemats, earrings. We sell everything, but our, our main seller is our dresses. Being Melbourne and yep. a Melbourne-based, uh, the predominant our predominant audience is Melbourne and New South Wales, who were hit hardest by lockdowns. So I guess this is what comes back to not putting all of our eggs in one basket. I think expanding out start outside of these two states um, to the warmer climates, you know, so we can run those dresses all year round. Touch wood if Melbourne or New South Wales were ever to go into a lockdown, we would still have that um, base in Queensland. So we're not getting to that position where sales drop so dramatically that we're having to let staff go and stand people down. I never want to be in that position again. So it's about thinking outside of the square and I guess having a strategy to like, you know, that your business isn't relying on anything other than itself. So, and by that, you, you we really needed to spread out, spread our message and I guess the Gold Coast was the next, in terms of freight, in terms of travel, um, the Gold Coast was the the next step for us. It was kind of a natural progression. Great. Any plans for more? Uh, I would love to open more stores. However, online is really easy. Stores are hard work. They really are hard work. So... There's a lot of admin. There's a lot of, you know, making sure stores are stored. There's a lot that goes in behind. It's not the matter of just opening a store. There's a lot that goes into it. Finding staff, it's just a real challenge at the moment. So I would love to open some more stores. However, I really just want to make sure that by opening more stores, I'm not taking from the experience of the ones that we've already got. So yeah. No matter how busy we are, I don't want our standard to drop. I always want it to be the same personable experience. I still want to be able to access my audience and, you know, know what's going on. I never, so it's going to be a point where like that's big enough. And if you want us, you're going to have to come to us. So, because I just don't want to lose that when I said, you know, we're a community first and a store second. So I never want to lose that because that's what's important to me. When I got there to your Gold Coast store, like obviously I was a visitor, but the lady that got there just after me, she'd driven down from Brisbane. And I was there. <laughs> so, yeah, people are definitely making the trek. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so incredible. Now, we've had some questions submitted by the community, if you're happy to answer okay. some hard-hitting ones. Of course. Sure. The first question was, what was your startup budget? Whatever it was, I blew it. I definitely blew it. I don't think I've never been a good one like 
don't come to Woolies with me. I said to my husband, I'm not doing the groceries anymore. It gives me anxiety because I go in with a budget and I just never stick to it. So, um, like, there's definitely been times where I thought I've bankrupted our family, you know. There's been things that I've thought um, and I've backed 100% and it hasn't worked out or I've over-ordered or, the, you know, I think, I, I planned for things to be super successful and it didn't work out. So I think I didn't necessarily have a budget, but what I would recommend for people is whatever you think your budget is going to be, always allow for things to go over or for excess spend and don't launch that until you have that additional 20% in your pocket just to give you that bit of a buffer. Bit of a buffer. Good advice. Yeah. Now, the next question was, how long did it take you to start pulling a wage? So I know a lot of people uh, with their online stores, they're paying for everything else, and uh-huh. they don't quite get to that point where they're pulling out you know, a wage for themselves. Was that something that you prioritised from the start? Yeah, it took a really long time. I was really fortunate that, you know, Paul was in a, his family's business and I was just plodding along. We we just were happy living our simple little life. Yeah. I was fortunate that I was in that position, but I know that not a lot of people are lucky enough to be in that position where, you know, I just had a baby. I was still on maternity leave a little bit. So I could kind of tinker in Proud Poppy at the start um, and get it off the ground in the background without needing that actual wage from it however maternity leave came to an end and that kind of was like oh shit okay (laughs) so it did take a really long time I think it's really important one of the first things I would do is um if you like I used to just run everything off one my net bank app I work a lot with Hamish and Erica Kramer they're my business coaches now they weren't initially but they definitely are now um and one thing Hamish taught me was you know just looking at how much money you've got in your net bank app and some people might say oh wow you know like there's ten thousand dollars in there or there's five thousand dollars might even be two hundred dollars and be like okay that's what we've got but you know you really need to separate have separate accounts one for your wages if that's just your own or your staff your taxes your postage your stock and really keep that separate and even if you're just putting aside you know that $50 out of like whatever just start putting aside a little bit so that you can it's really important to try and take a wage it might not be you know a life-changing income at the start but just a little bit because you need to be able to there's no point doing this if it can't support you in the end it needs to be financially viable you know, just starting off somewhere slow and then building your way up over time is what I've done. But it definitely took a while for me to take a wage. Even now, like recently, that like the last a few months ago, I with twenty eight staff, there's um we just got hit hard with all these taxes, these rents, these bills, and all this new stuff. And I I think there was a day where I didn't get paid. I got paid the next day. So. <laughs> It still happens sometimes. So you just really, I'm still learning about how best to manage my money. And I I guess it's just starting off slow and growing. 
So I will link up to an episode that I've done with Jody Porteous, who is a Profit First Master Accountant, and episodes all about implementing the Profit First method into your business, which is having several bank accounts. You have around six accounts so that you can always see how much money you've got for stock and for marketing, advertising, and paying yourself profit and all those things. That's exactly what we do. Yeah, the Profit First. It's a great book. Yeah, amazing yeah, book. I agree. The next question was, were you always confident that it was going to succeed or was it a roller coaster of emotions? Roller coaster all <laughs> the way. <laughs> well, I guess the yeah, thing for me was that I never meant for it to be yeah. this huge, big thing. To be honest, it's too big for me at the minute. Um, it's a lot, especially with a nine month old, I had a bit of a breakdown this morning. Like, you know, you, you do get torn between that mum guilt and running the business and then having that responsibility of having, you know, the, the, the supporting 28 family and making sure that that is consistent and sales are consistent, but then also, you know, I don't want to be about just driving sales. I want to help women. So it's, you know, I want to spend time face-to-face in the stores, but I'm finding at the moment like a lot of the time is crunching numbers behind a computer screen and that just kind of kills me inside because it's not what I want to be doing. But it is so important. But definitely like there's been times where I've laid on the floor and I've cried for sure, you know, but there's good, it goes up and down all the time. It's a roller coaster. You've got a lot of heart in the business. I can tell that just from talking to you. But um, because of that, I'm sure that would come with a lot of a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. So, Tara, if someone's listening and they're just starting out in their business, it might be fashion or just any kind of e-commerce store, what advice would you give to them just starting out? Like, what would you spend your money on first? I think creating a user-friendly website. So I think there's no point spending all this money and time driving traffic to a website that's clunky, that's difficult to use, it doesn't have like great product photography. There's no point sending people to your store if it's not ready to go. And sometimes, you know, we can get impatient and we just want to get things up and running. And again, that comes back to like, I need to start making money from this business. So I want to get it up and happening. But, you know, that can be a an enemy, really. That can be really work against you. You really need to wait until you're ready because you only get that one chance to make a first impression. And if someone gets to your website and it's not user-friendly, they're not going to come back. So um, I would definitely spend money on proper product photography and making sure your website is like it doesn't have to be top of the range, but definitely easy to use, functional and foolproof. Love that. Now, thank you so much for sharing so much with us and so much behind the scenes. And if someone has been listening and they're just thinking, oh my gosh, I just have to check out this store, where can they find you? So you can find us where we have our physical stores in Doreen, Mentone and Burley Heads, or you can head online to www.proudpoppyclothing.com.au. Amazing. And I will link up to that in the show notes as well, along with your Instagram, as I know you guys like to hang out there as well. We sure do. 
Thanks again. I've been eyeing off your dress this whole interview and I'm going to have to wait for that one to come out as well. (laughs) Coming soon. But do make sure you go and check out Proud Poppy because everything that Tara has said throughout this really comes across in everything that they do. And I feel like that's the difference between there, there is such a limited barrier to entry now for someone to come out and build a brand, for someone to take something online and yeah. sell it. And the difference, though, is people who have that cause behind a brand, that build a good community around it. And that's how you get a community of people who come back and buy again and again. And you've definitely done that. So for people thinking, why is this not working for me? I think they can learn a lot from your business. And I just love the ethos behind your business and everything that you do. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.